So the last couple of weeks, we have been talking about the Heart of Friends Church, who we are, why we do what we do. Some of you now realize why we're crazy. That makes sense now. Some of the people who are new here are going, oh, wait, that is different than how I thought maybe religion would be. Some of you who've been here for a long time are going, yes, that's exactly why I'm here. That is me. We said this whole idea of bringing heaven to earth, making earth this beautiful and lovely place, and we do it through this concept that we call spiritual. It's taking water, doing things to make the world a better place. And so we decided as we ended this series, we spent a whole bunch of time talking about how we do what we do, and last week we talked about the vision of a, you know, a better world. We wanted to tell your stories this week. Y'all take water in all kinds of different ways. We get to hear all these different stories. And so I could have told, you know, as I'm looking at the audience, I could be like, okay, I could have told your story, I could have told your story, your story. We picked five amazing stories. They're stories of French Church. If you're part of French Church, this is your story too. So be proud. This is what we are doing in the world. Yeah, let's just do that. This is going to be the first annual water award. I made up really awesome names for all the water awards. You're going to see them as they come up. Completely made up, but they're going to be awesome. So let me first invite Kyla. Come on up, Kyla. Thank you. It's a long time since you've been on stage, huh? Yeah, that's good. Kyla, now, the other day, you said something interesting to me. You said, I have been singing in churches for how long? I've been singing, like, sort of in in a band on stage since I was 15, so. Wow. Almost, wait, 50, 30. (laughs) (laughs) But for you... Singing is a way that you take water through this community. Um, yeah, it's great. Yeah, this is like, it feels really um, meaningful to be able to um, sing. And then sometimes when I talk with people, they find that they're really touched by the songs that we choose or um, by what we sing. Or, or sometimes I notice that people can just be touched. Something about my voice really touches yeah. people and they let me know and that's really cool I love that it literally happened Justin who's working on a stream so anyone who's not here physically you're hearing Justin today because he's fixing it he told me the computer's broken oh. which is a freak out and so we're trying, frantically trying to fix it and all of a sudden you started singing and I realized my brain just turned off and I looked at you and I was like that's beautiful oh. and he, <laughs> then we were like oh crap the computer's still not fixed so <laughs> <laughs> When I went back and I looked at the last, since January, you have sang here 17 times on our stage. Oh, wow. That's incredible, isn't it? Yeah. You're the most number of days inspiring us with her Angelic Voice <laughs> Award, Water Award. It's okay. Isn't it amazing to come in here and have incredible musicians with incredible voices sharing their moments of spirituality and struggle and connection to something more as their way of taking water. Isn't that beautiful, this experience? So I'm going to give Kyla our very, very, very first water award um, that was completely made up and is awesome. But we're also gonna donate, all of us, 
as part of, we have this fund called Local Water. We're going to donate a small chunk of that to a charity that she believes in and cares about as a way of saying thank you for taking water, thank you for inspiring us, and thank you for sharing all that you do in and through Friends Church. Great, thank you. That's really fantastic. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, I'm going to do the next one. This is also another completely made up awesome award. Come on up, John. This is the part where you guys were all thinking I was going to get you guys to come up and sing, right? Instead of Kyla. John, how's it going? Great. Now we're going to sing? <laughs> now we're going to sing. So you're, you're going to sing tenor. I'm going to sing bass. Okay. Now, you've met John before. John, um, his first wife died of MS. Right. Um, long, drawn-out process. We talked about it a couple months ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in that process, John started to um, raise money for MS. That moment where you're like, my wife got diagnosed, what the heck am I supposed to do with this? Your answer was, I'm going to raise money. right Oh, And you've been so, doing it for how many years now? It's at least 20 years, maybe 21. At least 20 years, wow. Now, we could go back and talk about all the different times, but the one I want to talk about today is this last year's ride. Actually, no, let's start with, what was the worst ride you've ever been a part of? Okay, well, that would be uh, rainy rain all day long for the first full day and then the second day you're wet and slimy from the second first day and you have to ride that all the way back as well now you ride 90 100 kilometers one right. way yeah that's from airdrie to olds and then you stay at olds college right and there's a beer garden yeah well you kind of you kind of <laughs> heal your wounds as <laughs> best you can and, uh, <laughs> Try to get warm to wash up at least once. And then the next day, you yeah. ride all the way back to Calgary. Right. So Partially hungover, potentially. Right. That's part of it. <laughs> you know, you, at least it takes your mind off the other sore parts. <laughs> now, here's the thing. I've ridden some of the bike kind of distances you do. What does it feel like after riding 90K, sleeping overnight, and then getting back on your bike? What's that first moment where you sit on your bike seat? What is it, what's that moment do in your brain? Uh, it's, uh, it's right up there with uh, putting needles in your eyes type of thing. Yeah. I can feel my butt sore just thinking about yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Now, why do you do it, though? Like, you've been doing it for 20 years. You've raised tens of thousands of dollars, right? Right, right. Well, I uh, feel a sense of duty uh, for the amount of pain my first wife went through for her uh-huh. 12 years of going through it. And I still see it off and on with the neighbor lady down the way, and she's okay. struggling, and now we don't even see her out of her house anymore. So that's, you know, when you walk by the house, and it says, well, I can't hardly... Don't even want to know what's going on because it, yeah. it's, it's painful. Boy, bad. Yeah, or Here, here's an interesting question as you, we've been fundraising for so long. Do you, so last year you raised, what, $6,000? Right. Like an incredible amount. Um, do you think that people would donate to you if you weren't willing to sit on a bike seat that's that small and that uncomfortable for that length of time? Um, not to that amount, no. So there's something about you being willing to go through pain that inspires other people to take water. Right. I would say so. And, you know, they, they cheer me on or they'll, they'll write happy little notes and says, you know, right on. So, yeah. and, you know, what they say and how much they donate, it 
kind of warms the heart a little bit, and you <laughs> feel like you, you think about all these people as you're out on the on the the tarmac, riding your bike through the wind and rain, and and gritting your teeth, and you go, oh yeah, they're supporting me. I I gotta finish this. Yeah, gotta do it. There's something about you inspiring, just like Kyla. You know, she sings, and it takes a moment. You're going. Something shifts in me. For you, whenever I get your email, and I look forward to it every year, you send me an email and say, hey, Vince, I'm, you know, say, hey, Vince, hey, people, people. I'm doing this thing, and it's, I'm always excited that I get to take water through you. Right. Um, so on behalf of all the Friend Church, I want to give you the Iron Butt Water Award. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to donate... Uh, we're going to donate some money from Friend Church from you all to uh, the MS Ride this year, I think we did. If not, it will be next year. Right. But we will support you from now on. Okay. Thank you, John, for being an inspiration. Thank you. Appreciate it. It's not a bad start, huh? Beautiful voice using that thing that she, I was going to say, is gifted with, but you also work really hard at, to take water, something that we can all do, whatever we're gifted with. And then there's John, who's willing to put himself through pain and suffering to inspire us to take water. It's pretty cool, isn't it? The next one I have for you guys is somebody who isn't here today. He's actually out of town. So we decided to come together and do it beforehand. Go ahead. Today, folks, I want to introduce you to Brad Brewster. He's actually the chairman of our board. Uh, But him and his partner, I'm bringing him up for a different award. Now, you and Troy have volunteered with what group over Stampede over the last couple of years? Uh, the Stampede Rotary Dream Home Project. Our club, my Rotary Club that I'm involved with, has run up for pretty much since the beginning, I think, about 30 years now. But 30 years. I'm not exactly sure when we, 19, I don't know. But you're selling tickets for the Dream Home and then taking that money, and you guys send it to other charities, correct? Yeah, so we... Um, sell tickets for the whole 10 days and, uh, and there's an advanced campaign as well you can buy them online and a portion of the total profit goes to our club but every penny that w- that's given to our club goes out to charity now before we say how much money you guys raised this year um, you take care of the food side for the volunteers how many volunteers are involved with this every year so over the 10 days we'll have about 700 shifts that we fill. That, that's everything from sales managers to people selling tickets to people helping with the technical side of things and accounting and all that. So, right. And yeah, we bring lunches in for all of them and try to keep them comfortable and happy while they work for eight hours. But 700 spots, so that's probably quite a few hundred unique volunteers. Some of them do more than one? Yeah, um, some volunteers do a lot of shifts and a lot just do one or two. Um, yeah, it just varies. Now, you take care of the food side. Your partner, Troy, what does he do? How does he volunteer? He's very involved in the month or two leading up to Stampede with rostering, getting all those people into the various shifts and the various booths. And so he's filling shifts, he's filling getting shifts. the people they need. And then we need. both do shifts, actually selling tickets as well. Estimate, how many emails did he send out in the months leading up to the, this one? I wouldn't even want to guess, but I did hear his language change. You during the Stampede Week? Um, I have to be off the ground with the food two hours before the gates open. So on, in, on one day, I think they have to be off the ground by 7 in the morning, but most days I have to be off by 8. So I'm picking food up around 6, 6.30. Okay, and you fed us all. Because again, you guys got me involved in this this year. This is my first year volunteering as a ticket seller. 
Um, you guys fed us. You had like the whole system was figured out. I got trained. Like it was it was amazing what you guys had done. Yeah, um, we've got, kind of got it down to a science. That, that the, what it changed a lot since I started. When we first started, we actually had paper tickets and had to put them in little boxes all over the ground. We had to collect all those tickets every night really? and sort them because people put them in the wrong boxes. But now it's all electronic. So yeah, they give us That part of it is much, much easier. But. Now, here's the part that I want to nominate you and Troy for. This is the award. This is the We Raised a Whole Schwack Load of Money Award. That's what we're calling this one. How much money do you think that this fundraiser this year will have raised? Um, it was a record year, and so we, ha we don't get the final check usually till late October, early November. Um, but I, it'll be north of seven hundred thousand, close to three quarters of a million. Three quarters of a million dollars you guys raised, and all of that goes to charities. All of that goes to charities, not yeah. locally and some international as well, but a, vast, a lot of it locally. So in terms of your guys' water, you're driving and wrangling food. Troy is organizing and doing logistics. With all the rest of your crew on your team, you guys raised three-quarters of a million dollars. That all goes to charity. All goes to charity. I've got to say, for that, you should absolutely get the water award. It, it's, a, it's a big effort. It's a lot of people involved. Of but course. Yeah. But in my mind, you do it all. So Perfect. that's how much you guys raise. We'll let you think that. <laughs> we'll put a donation towards that as well as from Friends Church to say thank you and to support the work you do. Oh, just it's send volunteers. We're always looking for new volunteers every year. <laughs> I was going to say, we're not going to send you three-quarters of a million dollars, though. No. Then again, you're the chairman of our board. So if you agree to that, we can talk, right? <laughs> we could talk. <laughs> Thanks, Brad. Appreciate your time. Okay, thank you. I'm sorry, Brad. Couldn't be here today. I wanted to introduce you to uh, Mike Hansen. Mike, come and join me here. Uh, yeah, it's, it's too bad that we couldn't thank Brad in person and uh, congratulate him, but uh, he'll be around. You'll see him again. Hey, everyone, this is my friend Mike Hansen. Mike and Andrea and their family have been a part of Friends Church now. How many years? Um, I think we're probably like... 2006, seven, somewhere in there, I think, back at Masters Academy. Fantastic. Yeah. So, somewhere in that range. You know, um, Mike and Andrea live out in Bears, uh, sorry, Bears, uh, Spruce Meadows. Bragg Creek. Bragg Creek. Red, Redwood Meadows, Redwood, actually, yeah, but people usually know Bragg Creek, Spruce, but yes. Redwood, we'll get there, Yeah, you got some combinations of them, yes. <laughs> Redwood Meadows. So, normally yes. you're a part of our kind of virtual gang, podcast gang that yes. are listening in on stuff, but every now and then we would get together. For a coffee, and I, every time we would get together, it was also always so impactful for me, Mike, to hear you talk about taking water, mm -hmm. and like it was just some part of your language. It was like you were strategizing continually about your next project or different things that you were up to. Um, before we talk about your specific kind of water. Was there a moment, if you look back in your life, was there a moment where even just the concept of taking water became real to you? Yeah, um, I mean, there's a few things that I think that would fall into it. And so um, one thing, Jeff's made it cool to cry up on the stage here. So if I do it too there, it'll make me feel better. But, uh, um, you know, French Church has been a big part of it. Um, but in 2012, my boys... They were two years old or diagnosed with autism, and that changed everything. And they're here today with me as well, and I can't look over at them. Um, so everything that I thought was important, you know, or a lot of what I thought was important changed. So, so that was one. And then, you know, just uh, coming to Friends Church and, 
you know, you you talk about this all the time. There's a message you did, and I, I can't even remember when it was, 2014, 15, somewhere in there, about the first half of life, second half of life, and that that changed me, I know for sure, when, when I listened to that. So, um, you know, my wife was raised in a Christian family, and I watch how her family is with this as well, and, and you know, so, yeah, it's just a few things, so... So your kids are diagnosed with autism. Something starts shifting. Well, yeah, you found out that they had autism, and you started thinking about your role, what you could do to help them, to help others. Uh, It's funny, as you started kind of honing in, your kind of water is not one that we hear often. It's like, well, how would you describe it? Well... I mean, ultimately, I I try to give away as much money as I can because I love it. And it's, uh, um, you know, and there was a moment that it was uh, about, I think, 2014. I got a bonus check, maybe 2013, that was bigger than I'd had before. And, and again, with, you know, Andrea's family, the idea of 10% or more was kind of in there. And I was like, well, we should do this. And I'd I'd been before, it's like, you know, somebody asked for money. And you'd be like, oh, I'll give you 100 bucks. And it didn't, you know. So it was... Uh, I, um, preschool for kids with autism and so again something that is very close to us and and we wrote a big check for us at the time and and gave it to her and I remember the lady said well you've, you've paid everything you need this year and I was like well this is actually a donation and she made a big deal of it and and then that just felt fantastic and so from there it just changed our approach to it and now um yeah, I wish I made a lot more money so I could give more of it away. I, I, every time I would get together with you, you'd be scheming, talking about different ways that, you know, whether it's company matching your dollars, oh, yeah. you, you are a marathon runner, and you have a big plan that's in the future, but crazy. Um, running a marathon every day in every province of the country... So literally running, then next province running again, running all the way across Canada in an effort to be able to match dollars you're giving personally to be able to give to causes that are dear to your heart. Like I, I, so I, every time I would get together with you, you're like, yeah, yeah, anyways, I want to talk about this exciting <laughs> thing. And I just to see the cheer, the excitement inside of you about what your money can do. How has, so from the time that you first did that thing, how has things changed or have they? Well, they, they have. And, and uh, you know, I'm going to reference another one of your messages that you did um, three or four years ago. I can't remember. And, and you talked about, you used donating or it was financial donations, charities with uh, belts and martial arts. And I can't remember your colors, but there was like <laughs> yellow belt was the lowest and then like red and then black and yellow belt was more the Different thing. Different kinds of generosity. Yeah. I think well, and it was even yeah. the strategy behind it. And, yeah. and it's the yellow belt was more when somebody asks you for money, you're like, okay, here, I'll give you money. And, and then as you move up, it's more that, you know, and this is how we run now is we set a budget every year and this is how much we're going to give. And then we, you know, so if somebody asks, it's easy, like done, here you go. It's, you know, as long as it fits more or less what we're looking for. And then you try to find bigger areas, whether, you know, it's friends, church, when they are in need, or, you know, there's autism related ones that we've hit. And that's kind of the middle belt. And then we're, you know, I'm not there yet, but I want to get to the the black belt of this is where you understand how much money you actually need. 
and everything else goes away. And that's, you know, that's where we aspire to get to. Um, and so, I mean, to be honest, that's how I, you know, even through my career and all that stuff, it's kind of finding a way to get there, you know, when we retire. So what, what, what's the motivation underneath this? I don't know. It just feels great. And it's, and maybe, you know, there's certain people that, you know, and Jeff, you're definitely one of them. When you, when you give something, you, they, people make you really feel good. And then you also, I've, I've, I hit organizations more that are smaller that, you know, that like, you know what you've done with the money where for me personally hitting like Canadian cancer society that, at least the amount of money I can give is a drop in the bucket to them. But whether it's Friends Church or BTLC or, you know, even there's um, Autism Asperger Friendship Society that, you know, we can give money that actually you know where it's, what it's done for them. And that feeling of knowing that you can impact an organization is just a great, great feeling. So, and, you know, that's what it's all about. Wow, wow. Well, I am delighted. Uh, on behalf of the community to be able to just, you know, high five you for the way that you have responded to your unique way of giving water, the way that you honor it, that you take it so seriously. And we wanted to honor you with the happiest financial donor (laughs) award today. Uh, We do want to make um, a a contribution on behalf of the community to to your choice, whether it's BLTC, BTLC, BTLC, whichever it is, we'd love to do that as well and be able to cheer on the causes that your heart is close to. Thank you, Mike, for stepping up and making your world better with your unique kind of water. It's fantastic. Thank you. Awesome. I want to introduce uh, Adrian as well. Um, this is uh, this is so unique. Um, Adrian, you and Ryan have been a part of communi- the community here for quite a long time, and I know right from the early days, taking water has been just a large part of the way you do things. Yeah, it really has. Um, so you said your family just whether it was part of their spirituality or not, they've always been doing that. Like, can you just talk about how they've influenced you in this way? Um, Volunteerism was always a huge part of growing up, whether that meant um, donating in our church or participating in ski patrol, which my whole family does. Um, I come from a family of first responders, so it was always, what can we do to make people's lives better? Yeah. Yeah, I know you and Ryan, we've chatted over the years about just how many hours you guys were giving to these organizations. Huge. But just in the last number of years, things kind of shifted for you, life-wise. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I had a baby. I got a different job that's shift work. Started complicating the way that you were able to take water in those traditional ways. Yeah, I didn't have the hours to be able to give. And so... Typically, well, I think I would speak for me when my life kind of goes crazy and upside down. My head just kind of focuses on my immediate kind of needs and concerns and whatever. And I, but something started happening in you just around this concept of taking water, even in the midst of now your new life with a child and whatever. Can you, can you talk about that? Um, yeah, I mean, so not having any hours to give... <sighs> And being a little bit of a multitasker, 
Um, I had to come up with more innovative ways to be able to kind of give and how I can live my life and still be a participant in, in volunteering or in making somebody's life different. But it had to be able to jive into the world that I lived in. When you say, I had to, is it, is it like this sense of guilt or, or obligation? Or, like, what, what, what do you mean by that? I mean, much like was talked about earlier, like it just, it feels good. It's almost like a compulsion, a little bit of an addiction. (laughs) Once it feels good, like I want to keep doing it. And, and what I get back is just a huge amount. And, and I don't really want to give that up. Wow. So you found something. Why don't you tell us what you found for a new object or, a, well, a new project? Uh, um, so I am currently a second-time surrogate for a family. So I'm growing somebody else's baby for them. Now, for those of you that have been around already um, for a while, we, we were able to, on a Sunday morning... Um, kind of welcome a family that, uh, well, a couple that are not living here in town. In fact, they live in France. They do. A gay couple. Their names? Fred and Bastion. Fred and Bastion. And so Adrian and Ryan played surrogate parents, handed off this baby to this couple that could never have a child. And we got to meet them, such an amazing, doting couple. You were showing me videos of this little baby um, that now is how old? He's just over one. Just over one. His name? Elliot. Elliot. Elliot now is a, just a, a ball of energy that they are so excited to parent. And just recently, we found out that you and Ryan have decided to do this again. Yes. So right now, you're currently pregnant 14 weeks? Yes. 14 weeks pregnant with a little girl. I am. For the same couple that yes. you were preparing to hand off down the road as a way of giving them two children now that they would have otherwise never been able to raise. Yeah. So, we, uh, you know, when you hear this, water takes on a lot of different looks, doesn't it? You think about the uh, level of sac- Have there been moments where you're going, what the... Heck, have I done? Oh, yeah. I, I really don't like being pregnant <laughs> at all. <laughs> you were telling me today that the pregnancy with Elliot was r- super challenging. Yeah, it was. Um, this one's a little bit different, but I'm older now, so it feels harder. <sighs> but my short-term pain and their long-term gain is just immeasurable. Well, I'm telling you, I, this just still melts my mind. The willingness to sacrifice at this level for another couple. And uh, the gift that will go on long beyond you um, is just so exciting and inspiring. So thank you. Thank you for sharing this. We want to offer you an award today. And this is called, I believe, the Big Push Award. You- <laughs> I was thinking Poopy Diaper Award, but you know, this is amazing. Congratulations and thank you so much. We're going to.
so proud of you guys. We're going to make a donation on behalf of any organization that you and Ryan feel, feel a part of and want to give to. So we'll talk to you about that after, all right? Um, that brings our five water wars. You know, like Vince was saying earlier, we could hand out so many different kinds of awards within this community when we watch all the unique ways and things that each of you are doing. And I'm thinking that there's probably some people that are sitting here or, or uh, you know, watching, listening, maybe someone that's watching the live stream or listen, will listen to the podcast who maybe, like for you, it's just a reminder for you of the water that you're carrying right now. Maybe something you just don't even think about anymore. It's just, ah, it's just what I do. It's no big deal. And maybe this would be a little shot in the arm. I wish we could parade you up here and and give you a hug and say thank you for taking your spirituality seriously. Thank you for recognizing that your spirituality isn't just a set of beliefs that you screw on in your head and live in secrecy in in your own self-absorbed world, but that you understand you're a light that is to be shared with your world. I pray, our, our prayer is that you would sit here today and go, Maybe someone here would say, oh, you know, I got off the wagon on that. And I, I don't know where it stopped, but I, I got I to gotta start being a little bit more intentional about that again. Perhaps there's someone here today, you're listening to this, and you've never really thought deeply about the kind of water that your life could take. What your unique water could be. The way that you could make a difference but I'm here to tell you something. You've got water. You've got something inside of you that is burning holes in your pockets. And maybe it's your ability to just listen to someone. Maybe it's your ability to do some kind of skill that will benefit. Maybe you're, you could sit on a board. Maybe you could just volunteer hours getting involved in a cause. It's... it's challenging sometimes because we don't want to pin it down. We don't want to define it. Even by this, you go, oh, that's what water. No, water is a million different things. And we pray that today as you're listening and you're contemplating maybe in your life, all the different resources that you have at your disposal, that you will make a commitment this week to do something. Now, here's the thing. Knowing what your unique water is, it's almost impossible to figure it out on the first, on the front go of this. It's, it's just a matter of getting out and doing it. It's trying something. And then once you do it, then it's like, oh, well, wait. Maybe, maybe it's not this, but maybe it's this. Things start getting nuanced. Things start popping. New opportunities jump up. It's almost like life, the divine, the universe has a way of saying, Close, right over here. Try this. Or maybe this. How will you know what your water is? Ah. Sometimes I step into stuff and it's almost after the fact. I'm going, whoa, that was crazy. I thought I was saying yes to this and I ended up, it became much more. Our hope and prayer is that this community, as you just faithfully go all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say yes to something this week. Or I'm going to commit myself to maybe a calendar of doing something every so often. And you try it. 
that over time, that little thimble of water that you take, all of a sudden turns into like a little bucket. And all of a sudden, your capacity begins to grow. And this thing, when you want to listen to people as they talk about the water, and you see, they even hint at how it feels. People said, well, then it's not true. All- no, it is true. All- this is, we were wired to give. And so out of the abundance of our giving, not only are we, are we making a difference, are making our world a little bit better, but something happens inside of us that is undeniable. You were born to give. You were born to give. Don't anyone ever let you think differently. So may you this week, may you step out, and whether it's a little symbol or a thimble, maybe it's a big bucket, maybe, man, maybe you're just, you got all you can carry into some part of your world to make a difference. I pray that you'll take it seriously. And over the years, maybe, you know, once we collect the second, third, fourth, fifth water awards, you begin to realize this little army of people is truly making their world a little bit better. So on behalf of the community today, we want to take our hats off to those who stepped out willing to tell their story, risk people saying, oh, uh, she's breaking. Oh, they're breaking. No, no, we are celebrating and we're inspiring through the stories of taking water. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. And uh, you know what? If you, if you have found your unique water, would you share your story with us? We would love to just continue to celebrate it all throughout our community. Every week, telling the stories of people taking their spirituality seriously. It's awesome. All right. That's all I got. Next week, we start a new series, Disagreeing Beautifully. You won't want to miss it. It's going to be, uh, it's going to be another expression taking water to our world when we can look the eyes of someone we don't agree with and have a loving conversation and not feeling obligated to agree with everything they're saying. Uh, Yeah, that's what we've got going on starting next week. Have a great week, everyone.